Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is a hot one today, ladies and gentlemen, and I know you guys are feeling the heat all across America. Uh, but we're going to talk about all things Club America and maybe spice it up a little bit more and talk League's Cup as well. And joining me, as always, is my beloved co-host from Orange County. He is none other than Chris. How are you, my friend? Like you said, man, the heat is trying to survive. <laughs> hopefully the winter could get here very soon. Definitely. And hopefully winter is coming like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but without further ado, uh, Chris, we're not, uh, we're not here by ourselves. We actually have a very special guest today. Uh, and introducing him, I want you guys to give a big round of applause for the taco man himself. <laughs> Mr. Richard Hernandez. Richard, how are you, my friend? Doing good, man. Doing good. I, I like the introduction. I won't lie. I, if, if people know me as a taco man, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> hey, man. It, sometimes it just needs someone to get the ball rolling. Hopefully that's the case for you. Um, Richard, you're a special guest. Of course, you had me and Dylan on your podcast last week. We got to sit down and talk to you about kind of the story of what is the EY podcast. You as a fellow Americanista wanted to get you come on to the podcast get your kind of two cents on the team, the club. I know you're a very avid fan. And so uh, excited to have you on, man. I appreciate it, man. And thank you guys so much for, for coming on, uh, you know, my podcast and then speaking a little bit about your guys' journey and excited to be here and then speak everything about America, man. Cause I definitely got opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and we love it when, when guests do. Um, and, and well, without further ado, gentlemen, let's get into this one. So last we talked, Chris, uh, America had a game against Puebla in which we anticipated a good game at the Estadio Azteca. Maybe not necessarily thought we were going to get the result that we eventually did. But at the end of the day, we all predicted a Quinones goal and a Quinones goal is what we got ultimately, Chris. So your, your, your takeaway from this game. Uh optimistic i think is the the right word right because usually you don't see this type of uh offense from us or anybody from the league actually you know this early on in the season and i felt like even with missing some players you still got to see this dynamic team which to me i just got very you know excited because we don't have Andy Martin there yet and you see you know, just all over the place you see kevin alvarez on attack all over the place to me, Diego Valdez was a little bit rusty. I don't know if you guys agree with that. But other than that, I was just very, uh, like I said, optimistic, very, uh, uh, you said it before we uh, we started, delusional, I guess you could say. You know, like I, I see a, like I'm already feeling the championship just by just what I saw in this game. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, Richard, do you share in that delusion that, that in, after seeing that game against Puebla? A hundred percent. I'm I'm right there with Chris. Um, I, I think the 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 biggest takeaway for me was I was very excited for that first game where we ended up losing. Um, you know, the last couple of minutes. Um, but I think America is at its best when it's uh, going forward, when it's attacking, and then when it's uh, you know goal scoring. And so I think that's exactly what we saw. Ended up seeing this week and uh, winning three zero. It's super exciting. And so I'm 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 in the bandwagon with Chris. I'm delusional. Like uh, Torse, we are coming because that's that's what I see for our future. It's either that or it's a failure for me already. <laughs> well, that's uh, it looks like we're already setting ourselves up for for heartbreak <laughs> in this situation. But no, look, I'm optimistic as well. I think we saw some pretty good things. Uh, the only thing is, I am trying to be a little bit nitpicky here, Chris. I, there was moments in the match where I think I was messaging you guys in the group and where I was saying this is an America side that still has that defensive kind of uh, weakness. You know, it, it, it's we are in that situation where Puebla got a couple of chances. I will say it. Oscar Jimenez had himself a pretty good night. Not to say that he stopped the most, uh, you know, unstoppable saves. But when called upon, he did the right thing and he did, you know, what he needed to do. But that's the thing that I think frustrated me the most. 
Chris, it's like that drawing you saw on Twitter, right? Or was it Christian who mentioned it? It's like a really nice picture of a horse head. And then like the body's all drawn like a two-year-old, <laughs> right? Like that's America at the back and then America up top. Like we're very, we're like, we're very much an attacking threat. But in the back, it looks like we're just a bunch of Sunday League players. There's this meme that I made a, a few years back where it's like, the guy in the gym that only works out upper body and then you have like the skinny legs never <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how we are with our defense you know like yeah like it's all upper upper body you know and i i get it you know but like even from that perspective like me and you are probably the i don't want to say haters i think we are haters are, would you say we're oscar jimenez haters um yeah me I and you I, yeah, I know yeah. The, the, the rest yeah. of the group isn't necessarily like that but me and you are I guess you could say, and we got a clean sheet with them. So I guess it's one of those things where I do agree that our defense wasn't wasn't necessarily uh, as shiny as the offense, but we still got a clean sheet against, I think, a Puebla that had shown that they could be good offensively. No, yeah, and 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 Richard, you know, you you mentioned it, right? Goals, and that's what America is all about, right? Scoring a bunch of them and and coming out on top with a very good victory. Goals win game, but there's that saying that champion that defense win championships. For you looking at it from your perspective, the defense, I mean, it was only Puebla and no disrespect to them, right? Because we've seen it that they are capable of doing it. And maybe they were just on an off night. But to see that Puebla came in and still was able to put themselves in, you know, dangerous positions. Do you think the defense is just one of those off games, or do you think that we still need kind of some I don't know, reshaping there? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely something that we have to take a priority and, and kind of focusing. I think with the quality of players that we have in midfield and moving forward, like the goals are going to come by itself, right? Those those players' attributes and, and just the, the type of players that they are, I feel like the goals are going to come. And so like the big thing that I think does have to kind of, you know, um, focus on is that defense. Now, there's already some rumors that we're, we're looking into getting some some other additional help on there. Um, and I really think that Israel Reyes coming back from, you know, the, the selección, is definitely going to be another bolster on there. Um, I know he didn't finish off, um, you know, the end of the year in, in kind of high quality, but when he played for Mexico, he he looked decent in some of the games. So I really think him coming back is going to help that out. Um, and you know, even if it's just a rumor of it and it doesn't end up happening, um, I think the fact that there is rumors that we're looking to get another center defensive um, player is is good because it looks like that is on the mind of the club. Um, it is something that they're they're looking for. Um, so I do agree that it is something that we still need some help on. Uh, but as long as we can kind of target that and as long as they, they stay focused on that, I think this this team is, you know, set up for very, very, very success, which is the championship at the end of the at the end of the year. No, of course, I agree. And and it's not just any Israel Reyes we're getting back, Chris. It's a heartbroken Israel Reyes. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like we're going to get him a in very, his very uh, motivated one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, to me, he's still our best center back. I see a lot of people kind of trash him online. And to me, it's just like, maybe he's not living up to expectations. But to me, he's still the best center back that we have. Maybe some people will say Cáceres, but Cáceres just has too many bad, like, low moments for me to just put him at, as our best center back. So to me, he's right there. He's just our best center back. I agree. I, I agree. And I think there was that adaptation period, right? I know that he is Mexican. He does live in Mexico and Puebla to Mexico City is not that big of a difference. But still, there's an adjustment period that I think needs to kind of naturally happen. And I think now we're probably going to see the better Israel Reyes. Not because of the whole heartbroken situation, but I think <laughs> because uh, of the fact that he now has some time. He took some time away and went to the national team, right? I think his head's right where it needs to be. And so I think we are potentially getting them back. We're going to see a much more solid defensive look. And well, let's, 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 you know, take away from that and, and talk about what everyone's been wanting to talk about. And the Julian Quinones debut in the Azteca, right? We thought we were going to get it against Querétaro match gets postponed. And now Julian Quinones gets the perfect opportunity to debut in an America Jersey at home at the Stadio Azteca. And from the get go, I saw him, explosive i saw him making runs i saw him trying to get on the ball sometimes he even received the ball pretty deep within uh within our own own half so he was trying to be the catalyst for america going forward richard what did you see that you really liked about julian quinones in this game uh i mean i think you mentioned it on there i think honestly the big thing for me is his speed and the way that he's able to kind of play that last defender and and 
there, there was a moment in the play where they, they sent him a long cross and he was able to stay onside but still receive it. And to me, I think that's just one of the greatest things that we've kind of been missing in, in our forward status. Because Henry Martin is amazing and he's really great, but he's more of a like inbox presence to me, you know? Um, and so I think that this is something that's going to kind of diversify our, our attacking is just he's so explosive, he's so speedy, he can come down, grab the ball, and come back up uh, within a matter of seconds. And um, he's got that touch. He's got that olfato goleador that you, you kind of need. And so uh, I was so excited. Um, in that same play, he didn't score where I was like, damn, he kind of messed up on that play. But then he ended up redeeming himself towards the end and scoring, you know, that final third goal. So, man, I'm, I'm excited for what it's to come. I think this is one of those, those signings that's going to make a huge difference for, for our team. And I think in that same play, I think, Chris, I, I, I mentioned it to you and I think I criticized him. I was like, how is he going to miss that? Like, that's a perfect <laughs> opportunity. We were just crucifying Mosumbito because of something like yeah. that. 100%. And I was like, bro, there's a difference between uh, Martinez's miss and, you know, but I, I agree, you know. And I think for me personally, what I, I loved about seeing him play is that he played the nine, right? And before... Uh, we signed him. We were questioning whether he should play on the wing and stuff like that. I think you could easily put him on the left wing and, and, and he's going to just thrive with us, you know? And I, I think, I think that's just a straight up competition with Cabecita. And I know a lot of people are, are have been questioning whether it's him or Henry. I think you could put him on that wing and have still have the same impact. Well, funny enough that you mentioned that, I think it's the two, two the NA commentators were saying that, that whenever Henry does come back, Henry's going to slot back into that number nine and Quinones is just going to slot over to the left-hand side. Now, we'll have to wait and see exactly if that's the case, right? Jardines still has final control over this. And this game was another one of those games where you started to see a little bit more of that Jardines imprint that he wanted to see. I haven't seen an America play this well in football in a, in a while. And, and not to say that Tano didn't give us moments like that, but you saw a very clear-cut message of what America was trying to play at. It wasn't a consistent 90 minutes, and of course, we're not going to get that right away because of how short period of time he's had with this team to kind of implement his style. But you know that he wants to be a, a, an aggressive team, a possessive team, and a direct team. He, he doesn't want to kind of, you know, pass a couple of bit, maybe reset a little bit, try to open space. No, he wants to be direct. And I think we were missing a little bit of that in, in towards the, the latter end of, of last season. And now to see it kind of unfold in front of us with this new manager, Looks like it could be something very promising, Richard. Yeah, I agree, man. I think um, the other big thing for me is I, I love, I really, really like Fernando Ortiz as our coach, but I think sometimes what, what I miss from him was just that passion from your technical that we, we loved from, you know, El Pio Herrera on his time with, with our team. And so I see that from, um, from this coach. And so I agree. I think in the first, first match, I, I, I loved how we came out and then we kind of diminished and we're kind of, all right, we're, we want it. Let's just kind of take, take a step back. And I think this this match, it was just full throttle. He learned from it. Um, and I think that's where I'm just optimistic is the fact that it is going to be an attacking uh, team. Uh, we are going to try to go in and, and grab as many goals as we can. Um, we, there's obviously things to perfect, but I, I think it's a promising start. Um, and I'm super excited for, for what's to come, man, honestly. No, of course. And I, I, you guys, you mentioned it, right? It, it kind of washes away the sour taste of that last match against Juarez. Chris, no doubt, no doubt he understood his mistakes from the previous game and didn't make them in this one. I mean, it took him up to like the 80th minute to make his first substitution, which I think was a little too long. I think he maybe mm-hmm. should have done it around the 70th minute. But I, I, I like the fact that he didn't um, uh, kind of fold and, and, and go back to what he originally did, giving a lot of those youngsters those minutes and potentially cost us a game. He knew that he had to close out this game, which the team very much did, and that's something we pointed out in last week's episode. And I think he kind of let them play their their game up to a certain point and said, okay, now I'm going to make some substitutions. Yeah, I mean, we saw it in the first game, right, where he just had a bunch of subs at, at one moment, which just killed the momentum that they had, right? And I think that's a good thing. That's a good sign because I think a lot of the things that we criticized Tan Ortiz from was that sometimes he'd make these early subs and he'd just go just defensive, right? Or or just not, or let's say put Pedro Aquino, right? And instead of recovering the ball, they're losing the ball. And it's like, I think that's a, that's a good sign that we're able to adapt with this coach. I, mean, I know it's a short sample size, but it is a good sign from that we're seeing this early you know no i agree and and 
it's at a point where you're thinking, okay, there's some progress now. Hopefully this naturally progresses and, and it goes and moves forward. Um, other than Julian Quinones, uh, what other players stood out to you guys that you thought was a bright spark? Richard. Yeah, for me, honestly, the the, the biggest shout out that I, I thought about this game was to Jonathan Dos Santos. Um, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos, I think there was a stat out there that he completed 100% of his passes throughout the entire game um, with about 92 or 93 of them, um, which I, I don't know if it had been done in the league before or not. Um, but uh, overall, just Jonathan Dos Santos, ever since he joined the team, um, he came in as a franchise player for LA Galaxy. Um, and you thought that that was, was, was going to be his role. Obviously, we have Pedro Aquino and Richard Sanchez on there, um, but he's never complained. He's, he's okay with coming in the, off the bench or starting for us. He had a great game last year as well against Chivas where he, he was found out very last minute that, that he was going to come into play. But I honestly saw a really, really good game from Jonathan Santos. I think easily that he could be a starter and that you can pair him up in the middle with uh, Fidalgo um, or with Richard Sanchez. But honestly, to me, I think Jonathan Dos Santos is just an incredible just team player. And, and you can, he's, he's still at a high level. I really, really, really liked him in, in, in the sentiment. You know, that's an interesting shout out and, and, and very well deserved too. I, you mentioned the stat was crazy, right? The, the, the percentage he had, and I think it never been, uh, it hadn't been done by a Mexican in such a long time, what he was capable of doing, but uh, he's been kind of a player that sometimes floats a little bit under the radar and, and not in a bad way. It's because he's doing things right, but he's not, overly doing things that you know he's, he's either making himself because he's doing such a bad game or but he he's kind of finds that level ground and kind of just rides it and funny enough this was a player that a lot of player a lot of people were not too happy that ended up re-signing with the club for the season chris so the fact that he comes in and has a pretty solid game against Puebla, not to say he had a bad game against Juarez either but it seems like whenever he gets called upon, most of the time, he usually gets the job done in a good way. Yeah, I mean, they're saying that, that it's possible he might be the starter of the season next to Fidalgo, you know, which, like, like you're just saying, you know, he's always been a very professional player. I think I think his brother, too, you know, I think his brother liked opportunities, but he was it was just one of those things where they were just happy to be there and professional, and I'm sure... They want to be in the starting eleven. They want to play every single game, you know. And, and I, I'm sure Jonah has said that uh, publicly, but it's just a, a great professional, you know. And, and I'm happy he stayed, you know, personally, because who do you go and get, right? If he leaves, there's not very many uh, options out there, and and we do need that. Aquino leaves, you need someone there, right? And, and I think it's it, it, it's a very interesting. Uh, competition between him, Richard, and Fidalgo, because uh, I think most people would say it's it's locked between Richard and, and Fidalgo, and I don't think that's, that's the case. No, absolutely. It, it's not the case whatsoever, and Jonah is really raising his hand, and, and I like it. And Do you remember the, the, the time he kind of had to come into the Clásico Nacional because I think Richard had a stomach bug or something. Comes in, has a great performance. And then the, the team breaks for the international break while America comes over to Dignity Health Sports Park over here in California, plays it friendly. And I'm down there uh, in the um, kind of like mix zone area. Jonathan Santos comes out, doesn't really want to speak to the press, but uh, there's a friend of his there. And she's standing next to me. And so John is kind of speaking to her and she's kind of asking me like, you know, how you like it? You're back here in the LA galaxy. Like you must bring back some old memories. Like would you want to come back and this and that? And Cause at the time there was also that rumor that he could potentially be coming to Miami, right. Or that they were looking at him for, for potential DP. And he said, you know, uh, I love it here. I, I, of course I, I, I miss being in LA. I miss kind of, you know, being out and about like like how I used to, but he's like, I'm happy in Mexico, right? You see, I'm getting some game time. Whenever I get the chance, I you know, I try to do my best. And if not, then I continue to do what I do in training. And 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 he just seemed like he was very grounded and that he was very much happy to be at America at whatever role was the one he was taking. So it was nice to see that from Jonah and he continues to have that kind of motivation. So it's good to see that we're getting a maybe a, a prime Jonathan Dos Santos again now in an America jersey, which I think would be crucial because that midfield competition is going to be important because now you're going to throw into the mix also uh, Santi Naveda. So 
it's it's gonna be an interesting one. And nice shout out right there, Richard. Chris, who was your bright spot besides Julian Quinones? Uh, I had two. I think uh, Pidalgo as always, right? I think there you see the difference, and especially after that uh, Juarez loss, you just see the difference in what he brings to the table. And the other one's Kevin Alvarez, which which to me is just in this in this system, right? It's, I just think he's going to be a high scoring right back. He's going to be, I mean, what Ricardo Chavez was in San Luis for Yarine and what uh, Danny Alves was to uh, Yarine in uh, the Olympics. You know, I think you see him all over the place. And that's exactly what we've been asking from that side, right? When, when Jorge Sanchez left, I know a lot of people weren't fans of Jorge Sanchez, but when he left, you see Layun struggling, you see Lara struggling. You see, uh, uh, you just see uh, our our right wing just struggling with having to go cover them too, and I think Kevin Alvarez just does everything great. And you see that goal, right? That link up with a guy he's been training with for what a week, you know? Like, like I said, I, the I don't know if delusional is the right word because it, it, if it happens, then it's not necessarily delusional, right? But and it's very realistic. But I just it's, I, like like. I'll say this, Ivan, you know that I've been criticizing these Cup for the longest, saying how pointless it is, this and that. The way America played, I'm excited to see how they're going to play this tournament. Like, that's how the style of play just excites me. There we go. Finally, you're on board with League's Cup. I've been trying to get you on this <laughs> side for a while. Uh, but, you no, know, you're right, though. I, I think he was probably the brightest spot. I would say him or Leo Suarez for me. I, I think they were just dynamic on that right-hand side. Kevin, like you mentioned, was just all over the place. I mean, absolutely amazing. There's at one point where he was like a second striker. when I was, Or at one point, he was like the, the main number nine up top. I was like, how did you get yourself in this situation? But the, that's the great thing about the system is that it works for him, right? Now, defensively speaking, we haven't really seen him be put to the test as much. But we know we're going to get those opportunities. And he's going to have a difficult time with St. Louis City and Columbus crew because, you know, naturally they have some wide, some wide players out there that could do some damage and some pacey players as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fits into this defensive system. But going forward, it's it's clear as daylight that Harine wants him to be a key part going forward, Richard. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the style of play that he's trying to progress in America is, is just going to fit him so naturally, as stated. And to me, I, I can't help but, like, you know, compare him to Paula Aguilar, but I think it's just the fact that, you know, they were both, uh, you know, from Pachuca, came out here. And I obviously love Paula Aguilar because he had that kind of speed of momentum where he can go up and play as another wing and sometimes even be there in the box. Um, and I, I think that's what he's showing, right? And so, um, yeah, I think the fact that he... He's going to feel comfortable in the system and you can tell that immediately um, is going to be such a big thing for us. And uh, the other thing that I really liked about him or just even in this game is, you know, when a lot of new players come to America, it's, it's a different beast. You know, America, once, once you wear that jersey, it's, it's it pesa, you know, it's, it's heavy on some of these players and some players just can't react to it. It takes them a couple of weeks to, re, uh, to adjust to it. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is both Quinones and Kevin Alvarez are just sliding right in and showing like, hey, we're good players. And even though we're in the biggest team of Mexico, like the Jersey's not heavy on us. We're going to go ahead and wear it and continue to be those people. So I think that's honestly the biggest takeaway for me. And I'm excited to see, you know, how he progresses within this, this, this system. No, of course. I, I think it's going to be an interesting thing to kind of look forward to seeing a Kevin Alvarez potentially bagging himself like a 10, 10 plus goal and assist season, right? Which I think would be phenomenal. I don't think we've ever had that in such a long time. So it, it would be interesting. And you're not wrong to compare him to Paul Aguilar. I think all of us are doing that. I think everyone is doing that, to be honest, right? And it's just the coincidence that right back, right back, Pachuca, Pachuca. So it's understandable, but it's it's good to see that we're finally cementing and, and, and getting somewhere moving forward from the back line all the way up to our striker. I think that's an important thing to do. And and like we mentioned, Hardina's style is exactly that. So now if we can only just find a left back that can do the same thing, I think we'll be golden. So, but I don't think we're going to get that this transfer window. I think priorities are set for, for something else, but uh, anything else that stood out to the, in, in this game for you guys, gentlemen, that you guys want to point out. 
I, I actually was going to bring up the left back spot, the, how, how much of a difference you saw from the left and the right. Uh, who, who was our left wing for this game? It was, it was like, right? yeah, yeah, left wing was, was like, like which again, just, it's weird just, to see him in these positions. If you followed him after Porto, it's not that weird because I think his, his career just became like all over the place after he left Porto. But, but if you compare the left and the right, like, there's a huge difference. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think it also opens right on Cabecita, right? On how, how much of a gap there is or was between him and everyone else, you know? And, and, I don't know, man. That left side, we got to do something about it. At least from a left back spot, because you know uh, we're we're gonna get into it in a bit. But there's rumors of of uh of Chava Reyes leaving, right? So it makes you wonder, like, who is gonna end up being there? And if if, and if it's a it's a battle between Fuentes and Ayun, like it just creates it's like Osmar Mades all over again that's how it just feels like I don't know if you guys agree with that <laughs> uh, I miss Osmar like Mades <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember how awful it was seeing him start games but it was just that and then I wasn't that big of a fan of Samudio so like I know that's an unpopular opinion yep. but I just wasn't a fan and so it just reminds me of that <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, troubling times in the left back spot, probably, but I don't know, Richard, what's your take on that? I'm, a, I'm this is the one place I'm going to disagree with both of you guys. I actually was okay <laughs> with with how like you played, you know, it, I actually prefer like you as a left back than I do as a right back, in my opinion. You know, when when he went out um, back to Europe and he was playing with Sevilla and he played in Porto, he's, he's he can play both positions. Um, and, and he, he had an okay game for me. He wasn't horrible. Uh, obviously I think it's just the age that's, that's coming to him, you know, and obviously with a lot of these young players coming in, um, they're going to be able to take him on there. Um, but I, to me, he, he had a, a decent game, but I do agree. Decent game is not good enough, you know, because if one mistake happens and a goal comes in for it, it's, it's going to be fatal. Um, so I don't think we're going to get anything else. I, I think it is going to be a battle between, um, Layun and Fuentes, and it's kind of like pick your poison at that point, you know? Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. For me, honestly, I think the other biggest thing was just Leo Suarez is having a great end of year and start of the year, and I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see that competition now that Sendejas is back also from the Gold Cup, uh, from participating with the United States, because Sendejas has also been in such a, a really good spot lately, um, and so it's just it's, it's going to be a very, very intense battle. And I don't think either one of them wants to be coming off the bench. But it's like, how do you bench Leo Suarez when he's just been demonstrating that he has such, such good potential on there? So I think that to me is just the one that's going to be very interesting. And Leo brings to the table something Sandeja doesn't. And that is he's a free kick mastermind. Like he is always getting them on target or super close or naturally in the back of the net. So it's going to be interesting, but I do see that Leo Suarez has a different a different look ever since he came back from Santos. And I think he wants to demonstrate that he belongs in, in, in an America jersey. And so the fact that he's come out and played the way he's played is a breath of fresh air because now you know you have real competition on that right, right-hand side. And a lot of people are saying that maybe Leo Suarez could slot into the middle. Chris, I know you're not the biggest fan of him being the center attacking mid. But he has qualities to showcase that he could be versatile and that he not necessarily only needs to be a right winger. So it's it's nice that he kind of presents himself in that way. But you're right, Senecas, I would say, has a lot to kind of fight for because he, you know, it's not be, it's not unfortunate, but unfortunately for him, he had to go to the Gold Cup and play. And now Leo Suarez has taken opportunity of that. And so we'll see what happens. But it's going to be interesting. Now, Sendejas is injured. I'm not mistaken, right, Chris? I, I think he might sit out this first game. Um, he might be 100% fit for St. Louis, but I don't think that they'll uh, risk him. I think he most likely will be coming off the bench. But what's your take on this? Do you think it's Leo Suarez's spot to lose at this point? Yeah, I, I don't think you go wrong with either one. It's one of those things where it's like a good problem to have. Uh, they both bring different things to the table, but at the same time, like like most uh, football fans, they only care about goals and assists, right? And they both bring exactly that. 
So I think, you know, we talk about Leo Suarez being an attacking midfielder. Sendejas could play that too. You know, we've seen it with the U.S. and we've seen it at times switch a lot during the America game. So I think, like I said, it's a good problem to have. I think Leo Suarez needs to start because why would you kill momentum, right? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Now, if Sendejas comes in as a sub and puts in his impact, right, then I guess we'll start seeing that that switch. But other than that, Leo Suarez needs to start. I agree. I agree. And he is just off to the races in this one. And so we'll see if he can continue that momentum. But I think that's pretty much it in regards to this game against Puebla, right? America secures their first three points in the season and now officially on break. Not holiday break because we got to take care of business on the state side of things. But a record of one and one. Unfortunately, we don't have that game against Querétaro. If not, potentially we could be higher into the table. But Kind of your takeaway after three games, well, technically two, how do you feel to the start of the season, Richard, right? We dropped some very important points against Juarez. We weren't, we were unable to kind of vindicate ourselves against uh, Querétaro because of the postponed game. And we take care of business at home and kind of end on a high note before League's Cup against Puebla with that 3-0 victory. If you would sum it up overall, that performance, right? Or one and one, one win, one loss. Leaks cup break. Are you happy, content, or are you wishing there was more to this story? Uh, I think for me, the the perfect word to sum it all up is just um, excited. You know, I think it was disappointing and frustrating to see how we went down in the in the first game, um, and, and kind of how we weren't able to close out the game. Um, and it, the because I was so mad about how we ended up in the first game, something big had to come on for the second game that we played. Um, and it did, you know, I, I think the biggest thing for me is just, this is a style of football that I love when America plays, when they're out attacking, when they're goal scoring, when they're beating teams by two or three goals. Um, and because there is so much competition around the whole team, whether it's on the left wing, on the right wing, when Cabecita comes back in the center mid, um, or even just the stylistically, maybe how you can play Quinones and Henry as, as double nines. Um, I think there's so much possibility for that. Um, and I think we are going to find just like the perfect formation. So I'm excited for what's to come. I think that's, that's the biggest word to sum everything up. All right, Chris, what's your summary after this kind of quote unquote three game uh, period for America before this league's cut break? Uh, for me, I, I just feel it. We upgraded offensively. I think, uh, even from a coach standpoint, you know, we were talking about the midfield earlier. I feel like in this game against uh, Querétaro, what, or was it oh, Puebla, right? Puebla, uh, I feel you saw more short passes, and I don't think you saw that enough with Dan Ortiz. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but there's some uh, some passes that you saw in the midfield where instead of trying to force that, that dribble, you saw just a, a triangle pass, you know, you saw more patience in the midfield. And I think that that's what I get off of, of, off of this, that we're going to see stuff like we're going to see different stuff every week. I think we have a way more prepared coach. I think we have a more experienced coach. And I think like the Juarez game was just, just, just showed that we were missing too, too many key players and our coach just trusted the, the, the academy way too much. And said, "Here we have the lead. Go and play. Uh, go and get these minutes." And then you obviously saw that we make a mistake in the end of scoring, and that's how we lose, right? So I just think that this is going to be one of these things where where we're just going to see better and better each game. I hope that is. I I really do hope that is the case. So that way, like we mentioned, that progression continues with America. And like you mentioned, Chris, I think this is a very well prepared coach maybe an underrated coach because of kind of, you know, he's not the biggest bells and whistles, but you hear him speak and, you know, it's easy to say all the right things, but to showcase them, that's a different story. And little by little, I think he's going to be proving that he's not just all talk, but he can, you know, walk the walk as well in that sense. So league is on a break for about a month's time. So now shifting focus, America goes into league's cup, right? biggest anticipated tournament in the summer at least that's how apple tv is selling it so we'll see whether or not that's going to be the case but america is obligated to win this competition without a doubt 
and I'll add a little bit more spice to it in just a second. But it's because we are America, right? And like the saying goes, we could be playing canicas and America needs to come out on top regardless of it, right? We're the biggest institution in this region. We are the most expensive team in this region. And I think that adds a little extra plus as to why this America team needs to win this competition. So I think we can all agree, right? That America has to come out as champions or else this is a bust in the season. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know yet because because we already qualified to CONCACAF, you know? So so I don't know how much value this is for us. I get it. Like you said, it's a Atlanta needs to win everything, right? But let me ask you this. Let's say we don't have a great Leagues Cup. Are you going to be chanting that Jardine has to leave and get fired? No, because I don't think we lose in that type of fashion. That you know, we get swept every game and we just look terrible. And well, let's sense. say we do. Let's say we. Let's say the coach goes and, in. And yeah, says, there's some questions. We're gonna have, have a mixture of uh, of academy players, right? We're just gonna treat this as a friend, as a friendly, just like we treated the 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 Chelsea, Real Madrid, uh, Man City games last year. Just very mixture of everything. You're not necessarily killing yourself out there. How how do you view? Uh, how would you judge Gardiner after this? I think that would be poorly on 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 him because look, there is a month and some change break for the league, right? And if you're out after your first two games, then you're just sitting on the sideline, just kind of there waiting and waiting. And yeah, I show you're practicing and you're getting to know each other more and you'll be able to do drills and this and that, but you're not getting game time, right? And now your op- your opponents who are you're going to be facing in the jornada four, five, six, all went through and got more games under their belts. And now their team is stronger and better for it. And now you're the weaker team coming into it because you didn't take this competition serious and they did. And now you're one step behind everybody else. And I think that's kind of an important thing to look at as well is that, sure, all of us want to be like, this is a Mickey Mouse trophy. Why even give it any attention whatsoever? But at the same time, the league has already put a pause. There's no going back and saying, okay, we're just going to focus on our regular season because this is part of your regular season now. And sure, the incentive is, uh, you know, only $2 million in cash and a, a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League, big whoop, right? I mean, I think America could still do with those two million, but we already got our spot with with uh, with with the Congress. Well, it's actually the next round. It's the next round. It's it's not just the spot. It's you get yeah. It it, the it's next a, it's a higher spot, right? Which I think America yeah. could definitely use because, believe it or not, America is not in the most promising position in the Congress Champions League. We're qualifying as the fourth best team in Mexico. We're not going in as like the head of the group. So that's not the case. So yeah, there is there is a prize to be said. There 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 is something for this team to achieve to that could potentially benefit us going forward. And not to say that just because we're not ahead of, we're not gonna be ahead of a group doesn't mean that we can't win the competition, but it could ease our way because you all it's all about managing the the way that you want to go about your season. Right. And it's mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to manage it if you're gonna be sitting at the top. And so there is something to play for here. And and not just that, but the fact that there is that pride of we're America, right? We are the kings of CONCACAF, or at least we proclaim to be. So this should be kind of, quote unquote, a walk in the park, right? Because we're going up against St. Louis and we're going up against Columbus Crew and people are probably thinking Mexico, who the heck is St. Louis, right? Everyone's probably thinking these are nobodies. The Rams. The- yeah, first thing they come into mind is the Rams. <laughs> yeah, but 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 they think it's gonna be like whatever's right, like oh, walking the park, St. Louis, brand new club. Like, what do they know? Yeah, well, they're yeah. sitting top of the Western Conference, so they're they're not gonna be an easy task whatsoever. So there's some good competition here for America to develop youngsters and to keep continuing and gelling, kind of the first team together. So I don't think you look at this competition and you think to yourself. Ah, whatever. It could be a preseason tournament. We can just do a mixture of, of you know, starters and youngsters. And I and I don't think that's the way Harina is approaching it. 
maybe in a couple of circumstances, let's say that we have a comfortable lead. Of course, throw the youngsters out there, let them have their minutes. But you have to take this competition just as serious. Or do you think I'm a little bit wrong there, Richard? No, I actually agree. And then here's the other big thing about it. I think the fact that Lionel Messi has signed for Inter Miami and Inter Miami is going to be participating in it is going to escalate this even more, if I'm being honest with you. Like, let's let's be honest with each other. The fact that you got a player like that playing in this league is going to draw eyeballs to the screens, right? Um, it just is. And so how is it any bad to try to get some publicity? Um, and even think about it, if, if America gets to the champions and hopefully Inter Miami gets there, right, gets to the championship match, imagine those two teams clashing um, and, and how much you know viewership that would end up getting and, and how much publicity that comes out to be. Um, plus, getting money is always a good thing, especially when we're such a demanding team where we want some of those high-quality players. Um, and it just doesn't seem like we, you know, a lot of things say we're not, we don't have any funds anymore. That's not the way that we want to do it anymore. Or we got teams that are just not paying us or unable to pay us. So just having those funds at the end of the day, um, I think definitely helps out when we are back in the transfer market and looking for these additional players. Um, if I'll be honest with you, I think it's, it's, it's high risk, high reward type of thing, because I, I do feel that, you know, if Jardina does bad in this tournament, it will look bad on the team. You know, I, I think it's just, it's just the way how America is, everything is kind of blown a little bit more out of proportion. And so it will seem bad, or at least there will be that question of like, well, can he lead this team? Um, but if you go out and win it and become the first champion of this and establish yourself uh, in a dominance, when this league does become such a bigger thing in maybe a couple of years, that's just another thing that we'll have under our breath that we can go in and blow sir upon and be like, well, we, we were the first one to win it and we're the most winningest team in the league cup. Um, plus getting those bypasses in the Conca champions is definitely a big thing. I don't know about you guys, but I miss seeing America compete in a Mundial de Clubes. It just seems wrong to see, you know, Cruz Azul or Monterrey there. Like, I want to be in that spot. So um, for those reasons, I'm actually excited about the League Cup. Um, and especially because I think this is also a great place to try to figure out that competition. Give Sedeja some minutes. You know, give Jonathan and um, uh, Fidalgo some minutes. Give Richard Sanchez and Fidalgo Richard Sanchez and, and Jonathan. It's going to uh, provide you the opportunity to kind of mix and match those that starting 11. No, yeah, and, and and look, we have a comment here from AP Jr. saying, I agree, we should utilize the youngsters. I see potential with some, except Roman Martinez. He's lost. He's a lost cause since day one. <laughs> so AP Jr., not, uh, not the biggest fan of Mosumbito there, Chris. But I, I, I think from the perspective now that you're here from Richard and from myself, you know, now I throw it back to you again. Do you still think that this is a preseason competition or, or do you think that Harine could potentially still lose in this League's Cup and not necessarily have to worry about being in the hot seat? Uh, I see a little bit of uh, everything, honestly. I get what you're saying. I, I completely agree with everything, right? When you put in the, the, the money, right, the money perspective, right, You when you put in the exposure, right, like you said, Messi, right? So now you start thinking about everyone's watching this, right? These are his first games, right? We could be facing him in 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 the quarterfinal. I don't know where we, everything would be ranked, but we would possibly face him, right? And 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 we're ran by a television company, so that's even better for us, right? We were able to get money off of just his viewership. So I, I completely agree for that, but I don't know if it's it's to the point where where you're looking at uh, Yadina and saying if you don't do good, you're out of here type situation. I think for I think the main prior priority is, is the is the league. To me, that's that's where everyone's lose, losing sleep for. Mind you, I do agree. I seen a comment on Twitter where they said it's it's time for us, or, or no, they talked about uh, the, the the Copa Oro winners, right? Like Israel, Henry, Malagon, uh, how they they won, and now it's like now they know the feeling of winning the title. Now they could come and bring that to the to the. To the to the uh, to the club, right, and and maybe from that perspective, it's the same thing with us in in League's Cup, right? If we win this, yes, it's not like we're going to be bragging about this like we do with Copa MX or Concacaf Champions Champions League, right, or league titles. But it is something that, from a from a locker room standpoint, maybe they do go and get motivated off off of it. So I I agree, you know, like I said, I see every perspective. I do see people's. Kind of, 
not they're not going to lose sleep over this. They, we, I don't think the fan base is going to be losing their mind if we didn't not being champ. Maybe they'd be annoyed for a week and it's like, okay, we're not to focus on the 14th. You know, I think, like I said, I, I see every perspective on this. You know, I don't think it's going to be the case of like, if Harina doesn't win this, he's going to be fired. I don't think it'd get to that. But Richard brought up something very, very important. It's if the way he goes out and if he doesn't perform, then those questions are going to surface as to whether or not he's capable of leading this team to the 14th. And then that starts playing a mind game and that starts kind of diminishing the, the locker room a little bit, the morale. So I think there is a lot to be said and a lot to be played for here in this competition, right? As- aside from the external factors, right, that we just mentioned, Messi, League's Cup, uh, I mean, Cruz Azul is never going to have as many audiences they're going to have this Friday, right? So uh, it's going to be an interesting one. But I do think that there is something to play for here and something to kind of also be worried about if the team doesn't perform the way that we expect them to. So also, and mind you guys, the fact that, you know, League Cup is just around the corner for America. What is the real, the real expectation that fans should be having for this? Because I know that everyone's going to say win the thing, right? And, and that's just the reality just because we're America. But realistically speaking, where do you think this America team ends? Or where can this team end and you won't look at it as a complete failure? I, th- I think for me, um, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's it's, it's win or go home. But re- I think realistically, the final. I think as long as you get to the final, win or lose the final, as long as you put your position on there and give yourself an opportunity to win, um, I think that realistically will look good. And then those questions won't start to come arise. Um, and just the, the level of competition and the teams that are coming in here, I think as long as we get there, I will be content even if we end up losing the final, right? Because I think. Even just to get there, it's going to take quite a bit. Um, and you can give some youngsters the opportunities to showcase on there. So to me, get to the final. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a good tournament. Chris? Are, are you asking from, from a fan's pers- uh, perspective or, or the club's perspective? Give me both. Because I think the club would probably be okay if we make it out the group. Well, well, they're going to come out and say the right thing. Say we, this is a tournament we have to win, stuff like that. But like, like, like we're saying, like hot seat stuff like that. I think, like, like you guys said, as long as it's not humiliating, right? The way we end up leaving the tournament, like everything's going to be okay. I think if we were to come, we have to come out the group. I think that's just a must. I think if we come out, uh, we don't even come out of this group. I think everyone's going to just freak out and say we can't come out of this group being the biggest club in Mexico. Now, if we're talking about fans, like like you said, you know, final. I think that's the only winning it all is the only thing because I think most of us don't look at MLS as that competitive league as everyone says it, or tries to paint them as, as being, you know. I don't think there's a club there that scares anyone. And I don't think there's a club in Mexico that scares us either, you know. Like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, we have to win it because we, we we're like you said we're the most expensive team in the, in the region, right? Inter Miami coming in, in second just yeah. because they have Messi and Sergio Busquets, and of course they're gonna add Jordi Alba to that and potentially Leo Suarez. And come on, how do you not want to beat that team and say, look, you can stack as many ex players as you want, but you know we're still who we are. But I think realistically speaking. If America gets to at least the semifinal, then I think, okay, you kind of reached the minimum that was expected of you, right? A final is a must. I think from a club perspective and a fan perspective, they want to get there. They want to get their hands on this title, right? There's that prestige of being the first to kind of win something like this. And if you're America, then you already know that you're kind of already looked at as, hey, it's kind of, it's your tournament to lose in a sense, you know? And just imagine the ridicule that we're going to get the whole season if we do end up not making out of the group or we exit out to an MLS team in the quarterfinals or, 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 you know, something like that. So if you want to establish this team to be the next Liga Mekis champion, then you do it here in this competition against your, you know, your loud, noisy neighbors on the MLS, right? Mr. The Gap is Closing. 
But I think if, if you're looking at it, you also have to understand that you can't lose out on time because if you don't make it out of the group, then like I mentioned, your squad's just sitting there waiting. And now everyone else is on track, but you're not. So that's another thing that I, I don't want America to fall back in any means necessary. So you have to make it at least to the point where at least half of the league is still in there and the other half is just waiting for you. So that way you're a step above those teams as well. Right. So it's kind of a race, not necessarily a sprint, but it's a race and you have to kind of keep yourself at a good pace. And it starts off on next Thursday, a week from now against St. Louis. So it'll be interesting. So I'm, I'm going to go. And I'm going to ask for your guys' prediction to see as far as where do you think this America team is going to end. So, Chris, I'll throw it to you first. Where did the prediction of leagues come for America? I got it as champion. I think we win it all. I think... Oh, man, don't give me all this stuff that you... No, no, but it's because I can make it. No, 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 but it's how I feel. One thing is how I feel, and one thing is what I think is going to happen, right? How I feel is this is a tournament that not necessarily you're going to lose sleep on. It doesn't mean that they're not going to take it serious. And it's hard to just look at the potential of this offense. Look, I'm sure everyone feels the same way. Like, if we're facing MLS teams, they have horrible defenses, right? That's exactly Or even goalkeepers. That's how you usually feel so about those type of thing. Yeah, but I think, there's, there's, I think Oscar Jimenez is probably one of the best keepers that they were using that league. Like, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> that's just how I feel about that, that, that goalkeeper in defense, you know? So, for me, like it, it doesn't matter how I feel. At the end of the day, I think these players are going to be driven to go win that money, right? Because they have to think about their family and everything. I think that the club has this uh, expectation of always winning everything. I don't agree that they're going to be hot seats or stuff like that, but I do think that there's that the the mentality is always win everything. And I think we're just going to reach the final. And I think we need that, too, from from what missing a game in league, right? Losing that friendly against Atlante. I think it's one of those things where it's like you kind of need extra games to get, get it going. Have more games than everyone else in order to win this. Because uh, like our mindset is also getting that repetaje, right? So we're going to need just extra games. So when it comes to that, not repetaje, uh, get the top four, get the week off is what I mean. Uh, get that week off and, and, and at least get, have those games under our, our belt. So when that week comes and we rest, we're not here sitting talk, talking about, is it bad that we get a, a week off, you know, like we always do because then they have this ugly game in the year and stuff like that. So for me, it's, it's winning the whole thing. All right. I like it. Richard. Yeah. I, I think for me, honestly, I want to be realistic and I want to say we're going to get at least in the final. I am not, I'm not sure if we're going to win the whole thing or not, but I do feel like we're going to take it serious. Um, I think with the team that we have, we're going to reach the final. Um, and I'm also, I, I think this is the one place I'm also going to slightly disagree, not totally disagree, but slightly disagree. I think the MLS is getting a lot, a, a lot better, you know, from, from previous years, I think four years ago, five years ago, it was a completely different league. And if you lost to an MLS team, it was like, that's bad. You know, it was, it was worse than losing to a uh, Mazatlan. Um, but um, nowadays, some teams are a little bit more competitive. I, I do agree with Presto. The goalkeeping in the MLS is still very, very bad. Um, and so uh, I do see if Oscar Jimenez ends up being the starter, which I feel he will. If I'm being honest, I think that's maybe just the way that they're going to go. Um, I think he, he will be one of the better goalkeepers in, in, in the league's cup. But for me, I see us in the final fighting for that for that uh, that trophy. I think we can definitely win it, um, but that's that's my final prediction. Club America will make it to the, the the finals of the League's Cup. All right, you guys heard it here from the Taco Man himself. So go place all your bets that America will for sure make it to the final. Bet the house on it too if you must. Um, I, I agree. I think we have to get to the final. I, I think that's where my heart is, and I think. Maybe like we all said at the beginning, a delusional state that America has us in after this Puebla game, right? We just think that we're going to ride the that mischief horse, right? The terrible horse in the back, but the wonderful one from the head forward. I think that this team is very capable. We already talked about it being the most expensive team in the region for a reason, right? But I think that 
we have a statement to be made, right? And sure, right now everyone's eyes is oh messy this, messy that, but we have to remind people of who is the true king, right? If we want to bring a player like that, well, then so be it. We're still going to find a way to take them down and find a way to take anyone down, really, to be honest. So, And look, America has not had the best of luck and has not had the best track record in recent years against MLS sides. Right? Let's not forget what happened in, at the Estadistica in the CONCACAF Champions League with Toronto and what, uh, what, what that team did to us. Greg Vanny coming into the Estadistica and eliminating us potentially from making it to a final, by the way. So... I think that America needs to lick some of their wounds against these MLS sides. And it'll be interesting to see them actually being able to kind of go toe to toe with some of these teams, because you're not going up against some terrible teams that you would think originally, right? St. Louis, like I mentioned, top of the Western conference Columbus crew, I think sits third or fourth in their conference, right in the Eastern. So they're doing fairly well for themselves. Right. And so I'm, I just want an America side to show up, perform, and do a good job because I don't want to be another ridicule of, of, of years past where, well, look, America couldn't get the job done, right? You couldn't do it against Atlanta United in, in the Campeon de Campeones. Look where that got us. So I think we need to start buckling down and taking this competition as serious as possible, kind of, you know, Put the MLS teams on their side and say, you know what? You guys are doing good, but you guys still have miles and miles to go if you ever want to get to where I'm standing. So hopefully America continue to kind of showcase that dominance and remind people of who who we are and what, what this institution stands for. So we'll see what, what this team is capable of. Well, with that said, is there anything else you guys want to talk about or in, or kind of just briefly mention as we're about to wrap things up here. Uh, Cesar Montes, you guys want to touch on that? Or Oh yeah, 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 we could talk about that. We didn't talk about club news, but Richard, what were you going to say? No, that was the exact same thing. It's just the rumor of Cesar Montes maybe coming back to America and what, what are your guys' thoughts on, on the possible move is? So, that, let's just kind of put it out there, right? Uh, ESPN reporter Yon Sokoli said that he now, well, that America was in, in looks to bring back Cesar Montes. Um, I don't know how much smoke that is, right? Recently, he's been right, although everyone will remember the whole Carlos Vela debacle that he said, oh, America's going to get him, and look at him, Vela's still thriving over there in LAFC. Personally, would I like it? Yes, of course. Who would say no to Cesar Montes, right? Uh, he was exceptional in the Gold Cup, even though he had that, those um, games of suspension, came back and did an amazing job. No one can deny that he has class. So bringing him, does it upgrade an America defense? Hands down, it does. Will it, will it happen? I don't think so. Chris? Uh, you and I talked a while back about Mexican defenders and which ones we would bring in, right? And I think that's the only Mexican center back that you look around anywhere, right? I know some people are high on Johan Vasquez. Personally, I think there's just he's just a step down from Montes. So, like, to me, that's just bringing in the best defensive, uh, Mexican defensive player, right? So I would be just happy. I think we're being used for leverage, personally. I think that's, that's the case. Same thing with the, from the uh, midfielder from Panama that's using, I think they're using us just for leverage. But if it were to be true, right, I, I think that's just a, a really, really good uh, signing. And, like, I even said, uh, a few weeks back, this is probably our best transfer window in a very long time. I don't even remember one being better than this one, honestly. Maybe I think some people might say when, when we signed Peralta, Benedetto, and, and, uh, and uh, Darwin Quintero, right? But even then, like, Pellerano uh, was part of that transfer window, and he was horrible. <laughs> so... Like, I think this one would probably be arguably our best in our lifetime. You know, may, maybe on paper would be our, our best uh, transfer window. No, yeah, I, I think that's right. So if, if, if this happens, of course, it is the best transfer window America has had. Because you can't deny the talent that you've brought in. You just can't. Richard, where do you stand on this whole Cesar Montes thing? 
Um, honestly, I, I I'm dreaming about it. I'm dreaming of Sensor Montes and Israel Reyes right in our in our, in our center bit. The, could potentially be the starting two center backs for our our national team um, playing for the club. I I've always been a fan of Sensor Montes ever since he was out in Monterrey. I think he he's very very talented. He has the athleticism. He has the size. He has the physicality. Um, I don't know if it's complete smoke. I think. Um, I think there is a possibility. I don't know what the possibility is, but I think that they're, I want to say 50-50. And the reason I say that is I think players are starting to realize that America can be that trampoline to put you back into Europe, right? I think that's also one of the big reasons why Kelvin Alvarez decided to sign with America because there was rumors of him going out to Europe or being ready for Europe. Um, and I think, you know, as great as he was in Pachuca, a lot of European teams just don't know teams like Pachuca, but they know teams like America. And obviously, over the last couple of years, we've exported a lot of players out there, whether it was Diego Lainez, Miguel Lanyun, Edson Alvarez, Jorge Sanchez, you name them. Um, we are starting to establish a very good presence. And so because of that reason, I could see Cesar Montes coming back, playing for Cuba America for six months, and then using that as a catapult to go back out there. Because I don't know what his playing time is in Espanol, um, I know that there was rumors that he could possibly go to Mallorca and partner up with Javier Aguirre, but then the money wasn't going to work out. So, you know, why not come back? Know that you're going to be a starter uh, in Club America um, and then potentially even put it in your contract clause to go back to Europe should an offer come back. Um, so because of that, I don't think it's fully smoke. I, I think there is a possibility. I, I hope so. Believe me, I, I, I'm dreaming of that defense as well, right? It, it'd be perfect. I, I think we would finally have some solidarity and I can finally stop losing sleep at night thinking what's going to happen with this defense. Because I think with a Malagón in goal and those two center backs, I think we'd be set straight. At, 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 and like you mentioned, Chris, if Cesar Montes does come to America, like you have to win the title. Like you must. Like there's no excuses at that point. Like why could you not get the job done? So... Fingers crossed. We'll keep you guys updated, right? The, the summer transfer window is still full on in effect. It's not closing anytime soon. So we'll have to wait and see what happens, but we'll see. Any, any other news that you've heard in, in regards to uh, anything else, Chris? Uh, Chava Reyes and Pachuca. That's another one where, where I guess they're, in, they're not like in advanced negotiations, but they're in negotiations, which brings up another name that has been rumored to us, which is Omar Campos, which I don't know if it, that ends up happening, right? I hear that he's been rejecting a lot of our offers, but it does open up uh, the door for uh, Mauricio Reyes, for example, an academy player, right? Or what's his name? Ralph Orakin. I always mess up his last name. Uh, so apology if you ever listen to Orkin. Him, but Orkin. Orkin. Okay, I'll say Orkin. <laughs> All I know is he's a Texas boy like Dylan, and I always try to hype him up because of that, to show love to Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> But it opens up the, the door for players like that, right? We'll see what no, yeah, happens to that, to, the, to that left side, you know. And if Omar Campos ends up coming in, you know, then like even if it doesn't, if it, if it's not Cesar Montes, it's Omar Campos. The same thing. One of the best transfer windows ever for us in our lifetime, at least, you know. A hundred percent agreed. And in. in- in that so we'll see what happens we'll keep you guys up to date make sure you guys follow us over on twitter at eagle eye podcast we'll keep you guys up to date with all the latest transfer news right a lot of moving pieces still regardless whether or not we're playing leagues cup there's still going to be a lot of heavy movement so we'll see what happens but i think that's kind of everything all we had planned for today um well without further ado um i just kind of want to say thank you so much richard for coming on to the podcast if you guys don't know richard has his own podcast called uh let's talk about it why hence the name the taco man himself make sure you guys go check it out um he's done an amazing job and he's continuously doing an amazing job talking to all sorts of people in the sports industry so i mean you you my friend are a very well versed uh versatile person in regards to the sports world i mean you know it all from basketball to ufc to soccer like how do you keep up with everything man it's just a love for sports, honestly. I, honestly, I, it was an until pandemic when there was no sports on TV that I was just like, God, sports is my life. And, and I, I love it. There's a passion. It's the same thing that you guys do on this podcast that I absolutely love. So thank you guys for inviting me. But it's a, it's a love and passion that just kind of uh, allows you to, you know, dive deep and, and do the art, read the articles and, and do the research. Um, but it, it's an amazing thing. And also thank you for the kind words, man. And thank you for the shout out. 
No, of course. I mean, anytime. And like I said, we're big fans and we're going to keep an eye close eye. And then, of course, we, you know, we, we'd love to have you back on the podcast whenever, uh, you know, whenever it is you'd like to come back because uh, as, as people have listened to this whole episode, you know what you're talking about. And so it's 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 good to to have a new fellow Americanista within the community that's capable to represent our voice. So thank you so much again for coming out. And uh, Chris, as always, thank you so much. I know you're trying to survive not melting over there. Drink your water, people. <laughs> it's like, that's no my beer, one takeaway from water. this. <laughs> yeah, no beer, drink water. Yeah, no, stay hydrated, guys. It's going to be a hot one. Hot week coming up, too, next week, too. So stay indoors if you can, people. That's, that's all we recommend here on, on the uh, Equal Eye Podcast. Drink your water and stay, in die, and stay indoors. And uh, Mr. AP Jr., the king, said thank you, Chris. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, AP Jr., for coming out. And he said, and of course, Ivan. So thank you so much, AP Jr. Love it when you guys come talk all things. And uh, we'll be back next week uh, to talk uh, and preview the game against St. Louis. So make sure you guys are ready for that Leagues Cup one week away from America. And from there on, we'll see what happens. All right. With that said, you guys have a wonderful day. Take care. And as always, Arriba America. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.